Welcome to Periodicals, a middle-of-the-cycle catch-up to keep us going until it's that crime of the month once again. In these short episodes, we're sharing what we've found from searching the local rags and online news in a bid to outdo one another with the weirdest stories from around the world. So what have you been up to? Anything nice? I mean, I've been working quite a lot and then I don't even know. I think I think the weather's been a bit shit. Until to, like today. I know, but I'm in one of those moods where I don't want to get like leave the house. Um, my friend Simone, I think a lot of my friends and I probably are friends because we all like trash TV. Yes. Hello. <laughs> yeah. She told me to watch Married at First Sight of Australia on Channel 4. Oh my God. It like goes on forever because the UK one, it used to be like, I think it was like three episodes. The first episode, it was really short. It was like the first episode was the three couples getting married. The second episode was them on the honeymoon. And the third was them living together. And then there might have been a fourth where they decided whether they'd stay together or not. And it was almost a bit like sort of Big Brother 1, 2, 3, where it was like a social experiment. But it's now passed into reality tv horror which is amazing and I'm all, i think there's like it's still going and it's like 14 episodes or something already on 4od and it's and there's like 10 couples it's immense and the like the first five episodes are two couples per episode it's get them getting married oh my god why would you do it i don't know it's mental but then i think what i suppose if you like what if, if you don't really value marriage as a religious like experience then what have you got to lose, I guess? Yeah, just give it a go. Yeah. Is it similar to Love is Blind or do they literally not even get to talk to each other? Don't even get to talk. Don't even know the name. Whoa. Don't even know the name of the person till they get married to them. Till they walk down the aisle. And it's it's amazing because obviously you get all the reactions. Like, And it's so ridiculous how many of the women are like, oh my God, he's, he's too short. Oh, that probably doesn't happen to you. They would have to be tiny. No, no, exactly. Because I'm like five foot, five foot one. And, uh... Even if I've met a guy that's like five six or something, I'm like, no, you're too short. Oh, really? There is a thing like, oh, no, I just want someone a bit taller. It is weird, that, isn't it? It's a bit sexist. Yeah, it's just bizarre. I don't know if it's what other people think of you that you worry about when you're stood next to each other, because you never want to be like, I have a big thing with me and Luke because he's he's taller than me, but he's very skinny. He weighs less than I do. Pains me to say it. But, like, he always has done. And so I always feel like the big, like, troll next to him <laughs> sort of thing. Like, I think it's probably no. <laughs> like that, you know, in your head where you, like, make up this thing that you're huge. Yeah, and I guess it's gender ideals that have been forced on us from a young age. Yeah. Like, tall, muscly, fit guy. And then, you know, we're supposed to look like whatever. Tiny, tiny feet and tiny waist. Yeah. See, I've got massive feet and massive hands. That's what men must think, like, bloody hell, she's got massive feet and hands, but I'll just have to love her. <laughs> I've never noticed that about you. Oh, yeah, I've got massive feet. What size are you? I've got size six feet. That's not the massive. I've got size seven. It is for my height. I'm like a clown. But it's good for balance. Yeah, exactly. Cool, straight, you know, if anyone tried to push me over... No, not, not, not going to happen. <laughs> You're solid. Yeah, solid core, like a rock. <laughs> I'd probably be a really good wrestler. Probably. I mean, you were, weren't you, back in the day? Yeah, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, oh my gosh, yeah. If anyone loves trash TV, or even is just wants to be absolutely gobsmacked and fascinated by something... Just give give it a go. It's mental. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a watch. Um, have you seen the Carol Baskins cameo video that she did? Oh, 
I got out of work and about five people had tagged me in it or sent it me. <laughs> I thought, people know me well. Yeah, how horrendous is that? Yeah, it's so bad. If anyone's not seen it, you need to look it up. Basically, Cameo is a thing where you can go on and pay celebrities to like leave your birthday message or whatever. And someone asked Carol Baskin to leave a message for Rolf Harris and it was like, Hi Rolf, all your kids want you to wish you a really happy birthday. Oh. You've really touched them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she goes on to say... Sort of like you and your friend Jimmy Savile. Seville. Yeah, she says, Oh, I hear you and your friend Jimmy Savile are going to have a really good... I've heard that you've had... You have really good times together or something like that. Yeah, with the kids, probably. Oh, I don't really like stuff like that because it's just so... Like, it just shows people up to be, like, completely ignorant, doesn't it? Yeah, and also, like... I don't know. It's a bit harsh on the victims as well, because it's like, I know that they're not the butt of the joke like Carol Baskins is, but still, I don't know. It's just, it, I mean, it did make me laugh like the first time I saw it, but then when you start to think about it, you'll be like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I think I was more like, oh my God, you know, like shocked, like, I can't believe that she would even, I mean, I suppose, yeah, she wouldn't know who Ralph Harris was, or but I would have thought she'd known who Jimmy Savile was. Yeah, I thought it was a big deal over there as well, like... Maybe, maybe not. not. But maybe they wrote it as like Jimmy Saville, that's why. She's like, who's this French guy? <laughs> Yesterday I went to the little Tesco near me, and that's about as exciting as it gets. But so you know that like everybody's got to wear masks from I don't is it this from this weekend? Twenty fourth, next Friday. Oh right, okay. Don't know when this is gonna go out, but yeah, the twenty fourth of July. Um and so like obviously if you've got a mask, you might as well wear it now. But I went into the Tesco and like literally no one was wearing masks and then this woman came in and she she obviously like seen a neighbor and she's like oh all this mask stuff she was like i don't know if she'd seen me and was going on about it but she's like it's like um bringing a condom to a baby shower which i thought is actually quite a good uh analogy phrase to use <laughs> because it's true like i mean we've all been wandering around and shopping without these for so long then she was like in the aisle and you know when you're just like patiently waiting to like look at the thing that you want to look at it was biscuits and she was stood in front of them and she was like don't worry I'll breathe in like that to me like really like snotty and I just thought why I know this is controversial but people like that deserve to get coronavirus and die I actually can't wait for everyone to have to go wear a mask. I know. Me too. It's not even hard, just tie something around your face. I actually feel like there's a weird sort of judgment at the moment between like the people. I don't know if it's because people that don't have masks feel a bit like embarrassed by the fact that they've not got a mask yet, but like that they are using that as a way of judging you for wearing a mask, like you're being over the top. Yeah. Like I'm not doing it just for me, I'm doing it for you as well. I should have like burped in the face. Did you not say anything? I'd have said something. I can't hold back if someone comments do you know when you're just like <laughs> i don't know i'm not very good at that kind of stuff you have to get me in the right moment and sometimes i do and i'll be riled up and i'll say something but quite early on when i was i used to go to this like big sainsbury's it's like 25 30 minute walk away and you'd always have to queue and there was this woman behind me and it was only one person sainsbury's had a rule where it's just one person in from each family so this woman and her husband had like stood you know behind each other social distance so they could go in together but like try and trick the person so whenever we moved forward, she'd like be right behind me. And this is when it was two metres. Oh. So I was like, the first few times she did it, I was kept like looking behind me. I was like, you know, like trying to make it like, I'm acknowledging that you're too close to me, basically glaring at her. <laughs> and she kept doing it. So I literally, on the next one, was like, excuse me, you're not respected the two metre distance. Well and she was done. like, oh, what is your problem? And I was like, 
because you're not respected. You know what you like? It's this like anxiety that just comes out in like, yeah. so I basically screamed her. Well and then she turned around to her partner, who I didn't know was a partner at this time, and started saying like, oh, what are you doing? Like bitching about me now. Stay two metres or something. And she was like, no, it's my husband. <laughs> and I was like, right, well, just stay two metres. Oh. <laughs> and then I kept seeing her in Sainsbury's because it's a massive one. I kept glaring at her whenever I saw her. <laughs> I was like, back up. But at that point, that was when I was wearing a mask and gloves. Oh, wow. I've dropped that. I've dropped that now. We've got a whole bloody box of vinyl gloves. <laughs> Well, you never know when you're going to need to use those if you need to get rid of a body or something. Well, exactly. Do you want to do your story first? Yeah. Okay, so I've got two. Go on. As per. So my first one is, you'll be glad to know, it's not in this country. It's in Russia. But the headline is, Woman, 90, caught smearing poo on children's swings in bizarre protest. Oh, God. It's another pooey one. An outdoor poo one. And a 90-year-old lady. That makes me sad. Uh, But then actually... Reading it, I kind of respect her. So see if you do as well, Chris. Um, And all the listeners. It's the mirror, remember? So there's a lot of adjectives. Stomach-churning footage shows an elderly woman smearing what appears to be human feces on a children's swing she wants removed. The disturbing act was captured by a witness who said that they saw the unnamed 90-year-old woman smothering the swing with the brown substance from a plastic bag. Ugh. Is that worse that she's pooed in a bag as well? Yeah. A voice off camera says... Dear Gachina residents, our swings are getting covered with shit again. So the local residents said that the substance was human poo and said that the pensioner has been doing similar things for years as she wants the swings removed so she can have a flower bed there instead. Oh. I know, I think. Oh, I get that. Maybe, and maybe the kids are shits. Yeah, maybe. Residents have repeatedly called the police about the problem, but the authorities say social services need to deal with the issue, according to the reports. Local media state that when residents try and clean the swing, the elderly woman has attacked them with a shovel. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Apparently, she's even tried to dig the swing set out by herself in the past, but's failed. That would be quite hard. I think it goes quite deep down. Yeah, for a 90-year-old as well. I know. That's probably why she has a shovel, though. Just as a little caveat, at the end it says, In Belfast, a child was covered in human feces when it was smeared on a slide in a children's playground in 2015. (laughs) So I like that. It's like just making that link to the UK. The child's mum reported the incident to the local Causeway Coast and Glen's counsellor, Margaret Ann McKillop, who then reported the incident to the council. McKillop said, I'm very disappointed that this has happened. The young child isn't even one yet. <laughs> like it's acceptable for a child of any age to get covered in shit. I feel like that must happen an awful lot as well. Do you think? Yeah, in like soft play centres, I bet it goes on there. Just not purposefully. Yes, I no, I get complete. I mean, obviously, there's picture, there's like footage of this woman smearing poo. So she's obviously done that. She's not had an accident. But yeah, I think like potentially, if I saw poo smeared all the way down a slide, I'd be like, oh, kids had a, like a nappy explosion or something. Exactly. So that short and sweet one is my first story. I enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> as much as you can. Yeah, I kind of can relate to that as well. Like. Especially if they are little shits. And she just needs a bit of space, you know. Everybody needs to have a little bit of space. I feel like she's got some, she's got good motives. But then I, I also think she's 90, she's not got that long to enjoy a garden for, maybe. She should let the kids... Maybe as well, if she's 90, she's mental. Maybe. That's very possible. I mean, shitting in a plastic bag isn't like the uh, sign of sanity, is it? A bit of healthy mental health. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Should I do my story next? Yeah, do yours. Okay. This is from the BBC, but I think it's all around. It's all everywhere. You think you can find out about it um, if you want to read into it about it more. The headline is, Men hired for sexual fantasy break into wrong house. Oh, God. This is like something out of a sketch. This happened in New South Wales, Australia. In fact, both my stories are Australian. I don't know why. Because you want to watch Married at First Sight Australia. Maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) So it says, in a sex fantasy gone wrong, two men with machetes entered the wrong house in New South Wales, Australia before quickly realising their error. One of them has now been acquitted of entering a home with an armed weapon in July 2019, Australian media report. So they basically got hired by a client who had this fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. Oh, that's niche. Yeah, it's really niche. I don't know what the significance of that is. Did they have to dress up as witches? I don't know, like... I feel like there's more to this, but they didn't have to say because they... It didn't get to that point. Yeah, so it was all arranged over Facebook and the man who was hiring them, he provided his address to them, like in a message. And apparently he was going to pay them $5,000, which... 5000 Oh God, Chris, we should get into this. I know, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'd definitely be tempted, especially with the recession. Just brush someone with a broom. If that's all I've got to do, I will do that for £5,000. Yeah, apparently (laughs) this guy, he actually, he moved to a different address and didn't tell the men. Oh God. So it's like 50 kilometres away or 30 miles away. So you spill £5,000 and you then don't tell the people, oh, it sounds like he's got too much money, this person. (laughs) (laughs) I know. They ended up going to this house with the address that they'd been given and the guy that was in there, he saw a light on in his room and he assumed that it was a friend who came by daily to make coffee at 6.15 in the morning. What? That's weird, isn't it? Like, someone that just comes by. That's not a thing. Like, oh, who's that? Oh, you know, Barbie comes by and makes coffee in the kitchen every morning. Oh, yeah. Like, who? That's not a thing. Yeah, make your own coffee in your own kitchen. Very strange. Unless it's a hobo and they don't have a kitchen. Well, I just think there's so many details of this that are very strange. Has he got his back door open? I guess so. Like, they must... I don't know. I suppose if it's a nice area, just leave your door open and let anyone wander in. That, I don't agree with that. I would, I'm scared that someone's going to murder me on my balcony. And that's like, uh, floor up. And they'd have to scale a wall. So, fuck that, leaving your door open. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, can't remember when I've locked the door, and then I have to go down just to check, because I get too scared about, like, Golden State. Just think of Golden State Killer. Exactly. That's what I always think of. If you ever listen to that, you told me about the podcast, the I'll Be Gone in the... No, not podcast. The Yeah, podcast. There's a podcast, wasn't there? Man in the Window. Oh, Man in the Window. Yeah, fucking terrifying. That podcast. Listen to it and you'll never sleep sound again. You never sleep sound again. <laughs> Great recommendation, yeah. Pad Stars. It is good, but yeah, it's terrifying. terrifying. I think especially as a woman, it's terrifying. Yeah, it really is. These men, so they called out the name of their client um, and the person that was actually living there, he turned on the light and removed a sleep apnea mask that he was wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy. Wouldn't they be like, ooh, he doesn't look ready. (laughs) And also you can just imagine their face like in a mask, startling awake. (laughs) They probably thought, okay, 
He's into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So my mum's got one of these because she's got sleep apnea. And if anyone doesn't know what they look like, they look... They make you look like the villain out of Mad Max Fury Road. You know, like a mask and then like a tube that's oh, coming yeah. out of it. Terrifying. <laughs> so it was at this point that he saw them standing above his bed oh my God. with machetes, which they appeared to brought as props for the role play. So even though this guy was going on about a broom, they had these machetes. Do you think he wanted like them to threaten him and him be like, oh, I'm scared, and then they tie him up and then they stroke him with a broom? Yeah, I don't think the guy actually asked them to bring machetes. They just brought them... And maybe it's like convincing, like, oh, yeah, we're going to tie you up sort of thing. Oh, my God. Shit is terrifying. They're not just brought a knife. Well, even that. Just bring the broom. It's fine. But I'd be more, I'd be more, if I woke up and there was a two men there with a knife, I mean, I'd be like, oh, I'm fucked. But <laughs> I'd feel more confident fighting someone with a knife than a machete. They could just swing it and chop my head off. When they realised their error, that it wasn't the right person, one of the pair said... Sorry, mate, and shook the resident's hand, which, like, is possibly the most Australian reaction ever. Like, to be, sorry, mate. Yeah. Let's downplay this. You know what? They needed a safe word. There needs to be a safe word, and they can say, oh, can we confirm the safe word? And he could have been like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And they'd have been like, okay. Like, how far did this go? I don't know. It sounds very... It sounds very calm. Yeah, really low-key. Like, oh, sorry, mate. Like, oh, you've got the wrong person. The two men then drove to the correct address where the client noticed one man had a great big knife in his trousers, and so he asked them to leave the weapons in the car. So obviously, he didn't ask them to bring machetes. It's very strange that the man who was in the old property... Like, have, if that had happened to me, I think the last thing I'd be doing is be like, saying, oh, do you want his forwarded address? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want... Do you want to carry on? It's only 10. Why do you... I'm just getting it for you. We've got it in the drawer. Actually, could you take this post as well? Because I've been getting a lot of posts from them. And... I'll pop it in a Tesco bag for you. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> Not that one. That one's had shit in it. That was our neighbours. So who knows why they brought machetes? This is also another weird detail of, of this incident. The client then cooked the two men baking eggs and noodles. Ugh. Who has noodles with bacon and eggs? Is that an Australian thing? I don't know. I was expecting like sausages or beans or whatever, but no, noodles. What kind of noodles? Super noodles? I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's, you know how some, in America they call noodles pasta noodles sometimes, don't they? So I don't know if it's like some sort of carbonara, but I don't know if that's what they mean. (laughs) But yeah, just, it is a very strange combination. It is making the the broom detail make more sense because if he thinks it's okay to have noodles with bacon and eggs... Maybe that's the kind of guy he is. So the guy from before, even though, you know, they'd had a little, they'd shook hands and, you know, he'd said, they'd said sorry. He did actually call the police because you would, wouldn't you? Like, it's not normal. I don't know. He seemed very, <laughs> seems like the last thing you'd do, but okay. A short time later, the police arrived at the property, found the machetes in the car and arrested the pair. So I think that's what the mistake they made. They should have just not bought the machetes. Yeah, I think so too. If anyone holds on to a tip from today's episode, don't take a machete. <laughs> Like, unless you are literally, like, trying to make your way through a jungle. Yeah, if you're chopping down bamboo or something, just not chopping off someone's leg or knob. So, in the trial, the judge concluded that the facts of this case are unusual, which is, like, understatement of the century. God, they're so chill, aren't they? I know. He said that, well, he ruled that 
the evidence did not suggest that the men's actions were intentional. They carried the machetes either as a prop or something to use in that fantasy, he said. The fantasy was unscripted and there was discretion as to how it would be carried out. A lawyer for one of the accused said, It was a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom. Entry was not with intent to intimidate. So there you go. I mean, I suppose they would have had the Facebook messages, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's true. They knew that it was all... Above board. board. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's the right phrase to use. Oh my God. Australians, eh? Bloody hell. Right, my next story is... This is mad. Woman films man performing sex act on train and now could face worse punishment. Ooh. I feel like I'm always doing about filming sex acts. Yeah. I don't think this all adds up. Well, I do, it's a bit weird. So this is the mirror again. So that's why the language is so provocative. A woman who filmed a pervert masturbating on a train has slammed a justice system which could see her punished more harshly than him. Natasha Brass, a vice president of a group that provides support... You could write this. Provides support to sexual assault victims. The worst person to masturbate to, then, was herself targeted on board a train from French capital Paris. Which says, The 37-year-old filmed the encounter with the passenger who she claimed had moved seats just to be close to her. Oh, Jesus. She said the man looked at her whilst performing the lewd act for about an hour and a quarter. So for 75 minutes, Chris, would you sit there and film a man masturbating and not do anything? I don't think my battery would last that long. No, that in itself. Maybe I would because I'd be like, wow, this is maybe a Guinness World Record. But yeah... I'm the first on a train, anything pisses me off, I run off to the conductor. Also, 75 minutes masturbating, like, it must have been red raw. I mean, the pictures, there's pictures with his face blurred out, and he's basically got his hand down his pants, so he might just have crabs and be itchy. It doesn't sound like it, though, he was, like, following her around. At one point, she said, he followed her towards the bathroom in the near-empty carriage. Oh, that's terrifying. She said she thought filming might be the only way to defend myself. So she posted this on Twitter, shock horror, and then she posted the video on Twitter. Go to the police. I know. So she posted the clip, and it's been viewed at that point 110,000 times, with the person like clearly identifiable, she like, blew out his face. So a privacy offence under French law carries a maximum punishment of a jail term and a €45,000 fine. He would face a year in prison and €15,000 fine if he was convicted. Oh. So she said, I can be sentenced to a heavier penalty. Do you think it's acceptable? She posted on Twitter. She added she will file a complaint against the man. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with that. That's like, that seems completely wrong. I mean, I think maybe she went around it the wrong way. Like, she should have taken that as evidence to the police because then it wouldn't be breaking any privacy laws. It would just be using showing that as evidence. So rather than putting it on social media, but still, like, he... Like, it's an assault, isn't it? Like, yeah. he's threatening her almost. Well, he is threatening her. Yeah. She captured the video, like, for about an hour and 50 minutes. Sat for an hour and 50 minutes with a guy who changed places to sit in front of me. Looked, ugh, I hope it wasn't on a table. Ugh. Like, that would be horrible. How intense would that be? So I'll visit someone and then masturbating and looking at you and you're filming them. Yeah. <laughs> she looks at me and masturbates. There's still, there's still work, I guess she means, to do, to stop people like that. She's put no reason not to display it, so I put the video here. But the rail operators, SNCF, replied to her tweet, I understand your concern and regret these difficult travel conditions. Difficult travel conditions are like if there's snow on the track <laughs> <laughs> and you've been held uh, held somewhere. <laughs> They've put, also, if this happens again, do not hesitate. If this happens again, Ugh. then she'd be unlucky enough to get to what's still sat there masturbating at her for an hour and a half. <sighs> Also, if this happens again, do not hesitate to report it to the chief of flight or to contact the SNCF emergency service. Exactly. That would be the first thing I'd do. Yeah. God. 
That is outrageous. I don't know what's going on at the moment. It's a bit depressing. That she, yeah, that she's like, I don't know. Yeah, just a bit mad, isn't it? Mine is a slightly more light <laughs> story. Good. I think we should finish on a light one. This is from the Daily News website in Australia. But it's actually set in Florida, the story. And the headline is simply, Florida police arrest runaway kangaroo. They arrest a kangaroo? Can you arrest animals? I mean, they say arrest. They're obviously saying it as like, a jokey headline because they captured it. I was going to say, poor thing. Unless it had done something heinous. They didn't like put handcuffs on him and take monk shots or anything. <laughs> so, uh, a kangaroo has been arrested after escaping his home and bouncing through a busy Florida city. The marsupial, identified by local media as Jack, it's not very original, was eventually cornered by multiple police vehicles. Luckily, he didn't uh, resist arrest because he probably would have got shot in the face. Yeah because it's America. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't resist arrest. I know I am too. You know the videos of like people punching kangaroos and they're terrifying looking. They're really muscly and big and like six feet or bigger. People punching kangaroos? Yeah, there's like a really famous video about like a kangaroo that's attacking some guy's dog and he goes over to it and like punches it in the face. Does the kangaroo punch back? No, it sort of like goes a bit, I don't know, start, looks startled. Oh. I know that he can kick and stuff. Yeah, they can kick. They're really, they're like, they're hench. They're basically just all muscle. They're scary things. But this is quite a little one. This is quite cute. I bet if, like, kangaroos lived in the human world, they'd always be at the gym. Oh yeah, definitely. And they'd wear gym shark t-shirts and drink protein shakes. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And they'd be like, spot me! Yeah. <laughs> Whilst they're doing the work. I don't even understand any of that, what I just said. <laughs> yeah, do coke on a Friday, Saturday night. <laughs> You got this kangaroo down. <laughs> so, yeah, because he didn't resist arrest, two officers were able to pick him up and put him in the backseat of their squad car. Fort Lauderdale Police, which is where it happened, they were really happy and they described him as their newest mate. So the article says, instead of tossing him in a station lockup cell with drug dealers and other undesirables, Jack received five-star accommodation in the cop shop stables. I've seen a video of where he was kept. It looks like a prison, like a prison with sawdust on the floor. So if that's what they think is five-star, then I hate to think what the actual like jail looks like. Oh, poor little thing. I bet have been terrified. So we're in Florida. Why is it jumping around in Florida? Well, it's illegal. It's probably one of thingies. What's he called? Not Carol Baskin. What's the other guy called? Joe Exotic. But Carol Baskin, she's... Big Cat Rescue is in Florida. So I was like saying, oh, maybe he could go and live there. Oh. But would we force any anything to go and live with Carol Baskin? Exactly. Probably get murdered. Allegedly. <laughs> Sergeant Deanna Greenlaw said... This morning we received a call. He was jumping around our community. Our officers responded to the scene, took him into custody, transported him here to our stables where he is safe and sound while Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission conducts their investigation. He will later be turned over to their care. Um, So they worked out that it's a two-year-old, so it is a young kangaroo, and it belongs to Anthony Macias, who'd only had Jack for about four months. He'd got the kangaroo from a man who was moving and didn't want it anymore. This sounds shady. This sounds like not many details. If you ever don't want to know, you just be like, oh, I don't know, I got it from someone who moved. Yeah. <laughs> he moved from the area and I don't know their name. It looks unlikely that he's going to get his pet back. Um, as the Fort Lauderdale area is not zoned for such animals, so they're not. It's it's illegal for exotic animals like Jack to be within the city limits. Limits. Why has he even got a kangaroo? I don't know. It seems very cruel. Like 
it was obviously desperate to get out. Yeah, he obviously didn't care about it enough not to let it escape. So he says that he thinks that what had happened is that he'd not shut his gate properly when he was taking out the recycling. Oh, and it was desperate to escape, so it escaped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he also told this Mr. Massius also told the newspaper that he planned to call the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission to find out what permits and licensing he needed for an exotic animal. But it's too late. Too late. Oh. Never got round to it. Too busy. Because <laughs> he knew it was bloody illegal. So, yeah, hopefully it'll have a happy life. Not in someone's backyard. Poor little sod. I wonder if they'll ship it back to Australia. Probably not. Just put it in a zoo. Yeah. Oh, give it to Carol Baskin. Oh, it's like a sadder life. Oh, now I have to walk it down again onto the stories. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure it'll live a happy little life. It'll be on, like, a little Florida farm. Yeah. Bloody hell. Oh, I forgot to say about... I know this is irrelevant, but about astro- astrological signs have changed. There's a new one. Because you really believe in this, don't you, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I really do. It's got a ridiculous name as well, hasn't it? Yeah, Osophagles or something. Or something, I don't know. I've changed. If it's true, then I- I've gone from Gemini to Taurus. Let me just have a quick look. Alright, so I'm normally Sagittarius. Oh, you might have changed, actually, because I think he comes in in, like, November or something. So yours might have changed. How will it affect your life? Probably loads. <laughs> You'll have to adhere to all the traits that it says you are. I don't know if this is up to date, but it's still saying Sagittarius. I think I'm right on the cusp as well, because the day after is Capricorn, because my sister's got her birthday's the day after mine and she's Capricorn and I'm Sagittarius. Oh. I've gone out with a few Sagittariuses. Cunts, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. That's top of the list. That's what it says when you look in our uh, character traits. Yeah. Don't even bother. Here we go. It's called Ophicious. I don't know. I can't pronounce it. Oh, no, you're still Sagittarius. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so my sister is now Sagittarius. That's going to be an absolute blow when she finds out. It's weird. It's weird when you saw what he's like, I'm apparently now a bull, not a twin. Well, it, it kind of makes you feel like maybe it's not true. Like, maybe it doesn't mean anything. I don't know, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read it. I was reading an article, like, an actual proper article on it, and people are, and they sort of said they don't, they think maybe that they didn't, like ancient astrologists didn't put this new one that's been found that I can't pronounce in because it would have been ugly because it was 12 so it was like symmetrical with 12 yeah. on so 13 they were like oh no sat that we'll just ignore that one that again makes it sound not so legit it is I always if I start going out with someone I always check theirs to see if we're compatible I type in do you? yeah Gemini and something just more because usually the relationship starts going off the rails and I just <laughs> yeah. think it's when I get more and more deluded about oh well I'll just check the horoscopes to see if they say we're compatible I don't feel we are but if they say we are I'm going to keep on going you're like oh that's why Never mind. Yeah. Um. So we're going to be back in two weeks' time with a full episode, which we have already recorded. Excited to put out. It's a bit different, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks again for listening, and we do always appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you. We'll send our dulcet tones to you in two weeks' time. Someone said that, like... Oh, I knew it was you because I heard your dulcet tones. I think I don't think dulcet's a nice word, is it? To me, it makes me think like that that kind of noise. No, so it's like ooh, that kind of thing, like dulcet. Oh, is it a compliment? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's any way that you could describe either of our tones. Okay, then, guys, <laughs> we'll let you go. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.